You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, I, um, unfortunately, I have to record this a little bit early because we're going to be taking off here in, I don't know, an hour or two. Um, so I don't have the benefit of knowing every single thing that's been done, but we're getting close. Um, lot of pretty surprising cuts thus far. I think it's really, at the end of the day, it, it kind of feels like the NFL draft, you know, where you put in work and you find out who you think are the best decisions and who you want and who you don't want and why this person's good and not. And then the Packers make a draft decision and you you go, well, I don't like that and I don't agree but I also acknowledge you're better at this than I am. And you have a staff that's very good at knowing what the Packers need to succeed. And I don't. So I guess I'll just have to shut up and accept it. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is I, I keep thinking to myself, ultimately it doesn't matter because it's all about the starters, but the starters are pretty razor thin and it doesn't take very long before you get to the point of kind of going, mm, I don't know. I feel good about wide receiver. I feel good about offensive line. Um, running back, obviously, we got two studs. Quarterback is always just a complete disaster. Tight end, I don't think, is the biggest deal in the world. Um, we It remains to be seen what Tunyon does this year. Maybe he's a stud, and that would be kind of painful if we lose him. But I'm not super worried about not having any one of those guys. Um, defensive tackle, I think, could be dicey. You know, we've, we've got three guys. And again, I don't really know how good each of them is going to be. But if we lose one and we have to count on TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, you know, personally, I don't know. I know everybody is convinced TJ Slayton because of that one week one preseason game. He's, you know, Aaron Donald now, but um, I'm not there. And again, Devontae Wyatt, I, there was nobody a bigger fan of Devontae Wyatt than me, but it's very clear that, um, again, defensive tackles struggle when they come into the NFL. We've been over that numerous times. It makes me sad. I was hoping, you know, he's older, uh, more experienced, big program, elite athleticism. I'm not, I'm not saying he won't make an impact. I was just kind of hoping maybe he wouldn't have the same issues that we've seen over the last two to three years where rookie defensive tackles just do not come in and, and impress. But, you know, again, it's all been preseason. For all I know, Devontae Wyatt is going to be our, our – top pass rusher of the the team. I have no idea. I'm just saying my comfort level is low with the depth, especially with, you know, I, as far as I can tell, we're only keeping the five. I don't think Ford has been officially cut yet. Um, I'll double check that when we kind of get into the actual nuts and bolts of it. But um, 
that's what we've got. Now, and again, on the high end, this is a dominant group and we only need five. On the low end, though, it's a little concerning. But I don't know that we've ever really had five guys that have been <laughs> quite this good anyways. I'm, I'm kind of being nitpicky. But um, Edge, I feel relatively good about. Um, I'm, I'm not as good on the upside because, again, I expect Rashawn and Preston to regress a little bit. But, and, and again, I don't know who's staying and who's going. I know uh, we lost Hamilton, which is one of those I will just have to trust you type of things. Again, highest graded edge rusher via PFF, highest graded special teamer for edge rushers. But uh, Packers obviously disagreed or, um, you know, whatever. But uh, it looks like Tipa. I like Tipa. I really do. Um, PFF aside, every time I've looked at the guy, I just like him. I just I like what he does. I like the intensity. I like the speed. I like it. You just I just like watching the guy play. And honestly, Kobe Jones the same thing. I, I feel like they're very similar. You can tell every time one of them is on the field. I know it's one of those two because they're very tall and lean looking guys, and they're just quick. Um, and then Garvin and and Kingsley. I, I feel relatively good about it. Um, when we had, well, who was it? Garvin and Ramsey or whatever last year. I felt okay about that. They were a decent duo. I didn't want them out there in critical situations, but you felt relatively good about it. You knew a a pressure was a a possibility and they can kind of set an edge. And I feel like we have that with Garvin and Tipa. And I think we have a, a much better, you know, number five in Kingsley. And we'll see if Kobe Jones ends up sticking around again. I'll, I'll do a double check here because I'm not staring at it right now to see if he's He's gone, but so far he is not. Um, inside linebacker, nobody's gone yet, so we'll see if Ray Wilborn gets to stay. There's been kind of some heavy cuts on some positions and, and basically nothing on other positions. So either they're going to go really heavy in certain areas or they just haven't really started uh, cutting back yet. But either way, again, feel good about it. It's not re- First of all, we haven't really had a starting linebacker that was worth anything for quite a while. So the fact that we have Devondre and Quay, and then we got some backups that, you know, Chris Barnes is decent enough and a good special teamer. McDuffie was certainly making strides. Um, DB, though, I'm getting a little nervous. We got Jair, we got Stokes, we got Razul, we got Shamar, we got Nixon, and that's it. Rico Gafford is gone. Keandre Thomas is gone. KB Anento is gone. And unless they bring somebody in, we're going with five. Now, I looked back over five years, and I've never seen five. JJ said he looked back over 11 years, and he's never seen them keep less than six. So this is a historically low group. Um, and, it, and it is slightly concerning, because you don't have one guy backing up the whole crew. You know, we've got three starters and two backups. I know that's kind of how it is on offensive line and, and stuff too, but I'm just saying it, it makes you a little bit nervous. Safety, I'm I'm just kind of at a point of just, I don't like it at all. Um, I really hope Savage comes back and we just don't have to worry about it. But again, you know, we had Vernon Scott. He's gone because of injury. We had Sean Davis. Sean Davis left because of injury. Um, Innis Gaines is gone. Not that I was a huge fan, but Innis Gaines, Devontae Cross are gone. Regardless of who stays out of this group, I don't know that I trust them. I'm assuming Dallin Levitt is next man up. And again, I know PFF isn't gospel, but it's all I have to go on. The guy's been bad. Bad. Here's uh, just as I'm saying this, Dara on Twitter just posted, Packers safety's got decimated with injuries throughout the preseason. Darnell Savage, hamstring injury. Vernon Scott, shoulder injury and cut. Sean Davis, knee injury and cut. 
Anis Gaines, hamstring injury, cut. Dallin Levitt, shoulder injury. Tariq Carpenter, knee injury. It's crazy. The only injury-free safety is Adrian Amos, and uh, he calls him Abernasty. I kind of like that. It's stupid, but I like it. But since I'm looking at it, let me just go through the list of current. This is from nine minutes ago. Andy Herman posted this. Since I'm looking at it, I'll say it. Devontae Cross, Alizé Mack, KB Anento, Akeel Byers, my man Sal Canella, my other man Dexter Williams, Keandre Thomas, who I just recently started to appreciate, but apparently he didn't do enough quick enough. Jack Heflin, the old trash can full of dirt. Um, Danny Etling, which we always knew. Chris Slayton, Slayton with a Y. Juwan Winfrey, the uh, uh, elder wide receiver, I guess. Ishmael Hyman, Tyler Goodson, Sean Davis. Tyler Goodson obviously upset some people, um, assuming he's a practice squad lock. Sean Davis, Rico Gafford, Ladarius Hamilton, Innis Gaines, Michael Minette, and Nate Becker. So my current view, 59 players remaining. Um, all of the offensive linemen, with the uh, exception of Michael Minette, which was kind of never in question, um, have been let go. So I know this is maybe not super interesting to you because you've seen it, but I, I do think it's... And, and, and he has Travis Fulgham on here. I, somebody had mentioned that he is officially gone. But real heavy offensive line. Um, ha- aside from Hamilton, the edge rushers are all still there. Six edge rushers right now. Real light at corner. Obviously right now, well, seven wide receivers is a lot of wide receivers. Again, he has Fulgham on here, but I'm pretty sure somebody mentioned Fulgham was gone. And so I think the the biggest surprise for me with the Packers overall is the reliance on our guys and especially the young guys, right? Um, that was kind of my question about Hamilton this whole time is I know they like homegrown. They like guys like Tipa that they've put their time into. We picked him. We like him. We've groomed him. He's our guy. Hamilton's an outsider. Not saying that was the, the lone thing. I'm just saying it's, it's a thing, and especially this year. You know, the, the Packers have been so willing to redshirt guys. They don't care. They, they, they couldn't care any less about, okay, you're talented, that's great, uh, but you're not quite there yet. You don't quite understand the offense yet, so go sit. And it feels like they're not doing that this year, which is weird. <laughs> you look at their draft picks, how many of them are not going to be on the roster? Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt obviously will be on the team and will be playing significant snaps. Christian Watson is going to be a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, no question. Sean Ryan presumably will make the 53. Zach Tom is on the active roster as a backup tackle. Samori Ture is going to be a prominent wide receiver. Kingsley is an edge rusher, but even beyond that, if you look at the seventh round, Jonathan Ford is still sitting here. I don't know if he's going to last, but Jonathan Ford has outlasted everybody, including Heflin. Again, this is a no-brainer for me in terms of how the Packers view things, at least my view of how the Packers view things. Heflin's the guy. He understands things. We want to get guys that know what they're doing. Da, da, da. I don't care if Ford's more talented or more exciting or more. I don't care. Heflin knows what he's doing, so we're going with Heflin. Heflin's gone. Jonathan Ford's sitting right here. Again, for now. Rasheed Walker. Rasheed Walker is a seventh-round pick, a raw prospect, who played one preseason game. He looked great, but it's one preseason game, and we don't need him. 
We don't need him for anything. So he's, a, he's again, this is an obvious stash. Obvious stash. He's on the 53 right now, or the 59, I guess. Again, we'll see how it goes. But not a single draft pick has been let go yet. Now, maybe we're hanging on to the draft picks because we're a little bit more worried about them getting picked up, and so we're not going to start dropping them yet. We're going to wait, let some teams make some other decisions and start grabbing up other guys. Especially, you know, apparently, I think it's wide receiver and offensive line or where people are trying to make pickups, so we need to be extra careful. But Tariq Carpenter. Tariq hadn't done jack squat in training camp, at least as far as the notes that we had. Didn't grade out very well. I mean, he did on special teams, and he had a good tackling grade, but as a safety overall, coverage and run defense, not very good. Doesn't matter. You know, Vernon Scott, I know he's injured, but do we have to just ship him off? You know, I... It seems like we want to roll with the more young, high upside players. And, and I think fans love that, generally speaking. Give me the young, talented, high upside players. Um, the only thing, and, and I'm probably reading too much into it, but let's just say it is a philosophy shift. Why would they do that? You could say, well, it's because the old ways weren't working. Yeah, maybe. I don't know that that's entirely true, but maybe. Maybe they looked at it and said, we waited too long for A.J. Dillon. We waited too long for Rashawn Gary. We need to stop waiting. We need to put these guys out there and let them, let them prove that they are what they are. Let them contribute right away. Maybe. Or maybe it's just about development. We are at a process in which the young guys are going to be taking over soon. You look at wide receivers specifically. Lazard, Cobb, Watkins, all these guys at the top may not be here next year. We don't have the luxury of redshirting Romeo or Watson or Ture. These might be our three wide receivers, or, or, you know, Amari, again, for a second year, because he was redshirted last year. He didn't do anything. I'm not talking 53 necessarily with redshirt. I just mean, we don't care. We don't need you. We're not playing you. Same with Kingsley. Eh, you know, we'll see. He's there. He, they're giving him opportunities. We'll see what happens in the regular season. But it just, it just has such a different feel from the Packers that I know, right? Again, when I was doing this, it wasn't a matter of, putting all the best players or the guys that I like the most on here, because then, of course, Samori Turi would have been on there, and, you know, Caleb Jones was a, a freak, one of the highest-graded offensive linemen in the entire preseason. Rasheed Walker had a good day, and by all the, you know, the film guys were watching it saying, uh, yeah, Rasheed's better than Caleb. Like, that's just a done deal. He, he is a really, really good offensive lineman. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't see it. I mean, I, I didn't watch it, I mean. I'm not saying I, I didn't see it. I didn't watch it, and if I did, I don't know if I would know what I was looking at, but the point is none of that swayed me because I'm thinking, what do the Packers do? What do the Packers do? Wow, Rashid's really good. Great. I look forward to him contributing somewhere down the line when we start losing some of these players, like David Bakhtiari and Yash. You know, when he starts wanting money for being real good, it's like, well, sorry, we got guys waiting in the wings ready to rock and roll. Rashid, step up, my man. Zach, Tom, Rashid, it's your time. Caleb, get ready. You're, you're the new Yash. But I, I mean, I, I'm ready to embrace it because I like it. And, and that's the thing. I want to be excited about this. I'm tempering my excitement based on what I think the Packers are going to do. But I would love nothing more. I mean, Goodson. For the Packers to be like, dude, Goodson's a freak. We got to have him on there. Like, heck yeah, dude. I want to participate in that. He's already off. He's not doing it. Patrick Taylor seems to be the guy. But I'm all for that. But the Packers right now have done away with all the... You know, again, Taylor, Heflin, these are the guys that I fully expected. If the Packers are going to keep a wide receiver, it would be Winfrey. Now, they may still move on from Samore, or not move on, but move Ture 
Oh, and now Alex Leatherwood has been um, waived. Alex Leatherwood was a really, really high-end prospect for the, uh, well, in the draft. Raiders took him, I think, early first round. And I know they were really looking for trade partners, and I guess they just weren't able to find anything. So they moved on. A lot of these new regimes are coming in and cleaning house. And I'll tell you what, if you want to get down on Brian Gutekunst, because you're upset, well, he doesn't do a good enough job. Look at Jordan Love. Look at Jordan Love, first-round pick. Not worried about all these other picks. You need to you need to hit on all of them. Here's the Raiders' first-round picks since 2019. Jonathan Abram, fifth-year option declined. Josh Jacobs, fifth-year option declined. Cleland Furl, fifth-year option declined. Damon Arnett, cut. Henry Ruggs, cut. Alex Leatherwood, cut. Three of the six over the last three years have been cut. Three of them that were in the first when they had three first-round picks that year, none of them have gotten contracts, and they have declined their fifth-year option, which is not a good sign for them sticking around. So, and that's the first round. And, and the three most recent players are all gone. Can you imagine that? Three players in the last two years all cut? New regime or not, that sucks if you're a fan. Oh, wow, the Vikings are waving Armin Watts. They cut uh, Jalen Twyman, which I thought was kind of interesting. Part of this might have to do, my thought with Twyman especially was the the new scheme change. Maybe it just doesn't really fit. Twyman was actually really terrible in the preseason when I looked at it, but Armin Watts is a pretty big surprise. So hilariously enough, since we're on the topic, um, let me switch over to the Minnesota Vikings here real quick. The Vikings are, are making some cuts along the defensive line. Armin Watts, by the way, is a starter, and, and he's probably their best pass rusher. When I, if I remember properly, Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson are decent guys, but Watts was sort of the, I guess, pure pass rusher. Twyman was Armin Watts' backup. So one of these guys, I don't know who James Lynch, Jonathan Bullard is going to step up into that starting role, but um, they're starting to gut those defensive tackles in kind of a surprising way. Similarly, the Chicago Bears, which is kind of hilarious because I had somebody argue with me and I put some stats up on Twitter and whatnot to refute it, but... Um, talking about how great their their depth was. Chicago Bears' depth better than anybody's. But Mario Edwards was one of the... I mean, when I looked at the depth and tried to compare, the Lions had the best depth, depending on injuries and whatnot. I understand they got some injuries, but if you look at their backups, the pass rush rates were significantly better than anybody else's. Then it was the Bears and the Packers that were basically tied, and then it was the Vikings after that. But Mario Edwards was a major part of, I think he was of the non-starters. I think he was probably the best pass rusher that they had, at least as far as his statistics last year. He's gone. Then they went ahead and got rid of Sam Kamara. So with the remaining players, we have to reevaluate the depth and whatnot, but I'm positive the Bears just dropped a rung below the Packers. Maybe the Vikings, I don't know, we'll have to see. So anyways, it's, uh, it's pretty quiet, but I don't know that there's a ton that could happen necessarily that's going to change the course of of anything whether or not Caleb Jones and Rasheed Walker stay or go doesn't change the outlook of the season at least I hope it doesn't if it does then we are in serious serious trouble um safety is largely a special teams thing still holding out hope we bring somebody in speaking of uh, a couple options Henry Black was just cut now I know we cut Henry Black so we probably don't want to bring him back once the Packers kind of say okay we've tried that it didn't really work out as well as we had hoped really slim chance of bringing him back I guess but who knows we were kind of in a precarious situation and I know Black is a really good special teamer then there is Zane Anderson for the Chiefs um 
every time I see somebody say they've cut an ace special teamer, I look them up, and almost every single time, they don't grade out very well as a special teamer. Zane does. Zane Anderson, not only that, he is a safety. Uh, six foot two, 200 pounds, so he is exactly a safety, maybe an inch too tall. But um, very consistent, solid special teamer. His, in the two games he played special teams, including against the Packers, 68 overall grade, 71 overall grade. Last year, 63, 69, and 76 with a 75 overall grade. So he's never missed a tackle. He's got like three or four over the last two years. Played 122 snaps on special teams uh, in the regular season last year. Didn't play a ton of actual safety, but if he comes here, that would be the same expectation, is to hopefully not have to play a ton of safety. Oh, and there you go. The Vikings are acquiring defensive tackle Ross Blacklock, so that obviously has something to do with it. It's funny, I was just talking about Ross Blacklock. The fact that I have not heard his name once (laughs) since the guy was drafted. Well, there you go. Heard his name. Looks like the Texans will move from a seventh-round pick to a sixth-round pick. They're sending Blacklock in a seventh in return for a sixth. Blacklock, so far in his career, 30 overall grade in 2020, 50 overall grade in 2021. So that's technically a massive jump. (laughs) Um, You know, from putrid to, uh, I don't know, bad. Really, 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 really awful, terrible, horrible run defender. Like, as bad as they come. 29 overall grade and then 39 overall grade. Tackling 35 and 29. Pass rush, um, significantly better in year two. 25 pressures in 276 attempts, though, which is not even 10%. So Ross has been terrible. But what about the preseason? Did he improve? Well, week one, 43 overall grade, zero pressures in six attempts. Uh, Week two, 29 overall grade. Did have five pressures in 21 attempts, though. Maybe that's what sold them. Vikings saw that and they're like, that's it. That's our guy, 100%. Anyways, um, this is kind of far enough for now. Why don't we take a break and we'll come right back. If you'd like to support the show, packernet.com. Nope, you can go visit there if you want. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to call in to Packernet after dark, it is 608-501-0718. Pinned to the top of my Twitter as well as the Facebook group. You can find... um, Links to support my father's ministry. If you'd like to do that, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. 
Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In reality, it's actually kind of impressive that they were able to get compensation for Blacklock. I mean, I know he was a second round pick, so there's talent hidden in there somewhere, I guess, maybe, possibly. But um, for a guy to bust this hard, you know, again, Alex Leatherwood, a first round pick, I think, what, 17 overall? They couldn't get any compensation for him. Ross Blacklock has been one of the worst defensive tackles in football, second round pick, and they were able to actually get compensation. That's impressive. But anyways, I I hate to do a prediction for people that probably already know the answer, but I guess just thinking through this, there there is the possibility of carrying two kickers. Um, I suppose that also could be temporary too, because I'm trying to think, let me look up the rules here really quick, because I just retweeted that. So here is what Field Yates said. A reminder, any player that is placed on IR at or prior to 4 p.m. Eastern is out for the rest of the season. After that, players placed on IR will be eligible to return after four games missed. Um, So the point is, let's just say you want to put Mason Crosby on short-term IR or whatever, the four-week IR. You can't do it now, which means you're going to wait with two kickers until after the deadline. After the deadline hits, then Mason goes. But the point is, you can't carry 54 and just be like, oh, don't worry, we're putting guys on IR. You have to cut down to 53. So we'll be, let's just say hypothetically, that's what we're doing. We'll be at 53. Then we'll have to put Mason and whoever else on IR. At that point, we need to put a guy back on the team, which is to say we might have guys on the practice squad right now that are going to be on the 53-man roster. So that could potentially be a big, and, and I'm, I don't mean just Mason, because it, it could be Mason. It, it could also just be where they're, they're not sure about week one for Mason, so they're going to carry two for now, just as an insurance policy, until Mason's finally ready, because they think it's going to be, they assume it's going to be less than four weeks, so rather than put him on IR, hopefully it's just a week or two. Well, and as I say that, pickers, kick, <laughs> Packers have released Ramiz Ahmed per source. So there goes that. But the, the the general idea wasn't necessarily about kicker, but just something to keep in mind as far as if there are players that are going to be going on IR. Again, I'm not trying to put any bad juju on it, but Darnell Savage, for example. David Bakhtiari, for example. Elton Jenkins, for example. Which, by the way, might have something to do with why we're carrying um, so many offensive linemen right now, because two of them are about to go bye-bye. And now we got word from Ryan Wood. Packers will retain seventh-round rookie offensive lineman Rasheed Walker on the 53. This is kind of cool, too, because it seems like now we're getting to the point 
where they're not just talking to people about you're leaving. They're they're officially telling people congratulations, you made it. And by the way, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess you're not going to not tell them, but it would be kind of weird to say, hey, congratulations, you made it. But, you know, it's only for a few weeks until our guys come back and then you're out of here. But I will say 11 offensive linemen is a little much. Now, we don't know. They might still let Caleb go, but that only brings us down to 10. That's still a little heavy. I guess that's kind of normal. 9-10 is sort of the norm, I think. No, it's it's 8 or 9, actually. So it's still pretty heavy. Another trade with Trayvon Mullen. There's a lot of trades. Trayvon Mullen is going to the Arizona Cardinals. Raiders are continuing to dump players. I feel like the Raiders have done... The Raiders did this before when Gruden got there. Remember he got rid of Khalil Mack and Amari Rod- or Amari uh, Cooper? Not Amari Rodgers. He got rid of some studs, but he's like, hey, it's my team. I'm running it my way. So they get rid of those guys. Freaking Amari and Khalil. That's crazy. These guys are still doing pretty well in the league right now. Then they go on to draft a bunch of guys who are all basically out of the league right now, which is hilarious. So honestly, at this point, the most important part of the day is not who is left. It's, is anybody going to be put on IR after the deadline? There goes Caleb, Caleb Jones. That is pretty wild, to be honest, the whole Caleb Jones thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we overhyped Caleb Jones from the beginning, but he was really impressive what he was able to do. Um, and for Rashid to basically be out for two weeks, come in, have one good performance, and be like, all right, you are, you're better than Caleb for sure. Again, these are all positive things because it would not surprise me if it was like, well, I don't know. We know Caleb's good. We haven't really seen enough of you. We haven't seen enough of this guy or that guy or that guy. And the Packers are just, they're so conservative with everything. This just seems like, dude, I saw it. It, just, it feels like the Packers have been taken over by fans. Do you see that? He's so good. We got to keep him, bro. So if I'm not mistaken, we're only three away if we assume Fulgham is officially gone. So we know Rashid's locked up. We do have currently five safeties, so that could be somebody to watch out for. Dallin, Micah, and Tariq. Samore's still hanging out there. Jonathan Ford's hanging out there. Ray Wilborn's hanging out there. Kobe Jones is hanging out there. Three guys gotta go. And again, some of them can come back if we do end up putting somebody on Pup or IR or however that ends up working out. Which again, is the most important part of this right now. But I, I tell you what, as I sit here... I'm just I'm just excited to embrace who the team is, you know? It 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 feels like incomplete. Which it doesn't matter because they're all Packers anyways. The, these guys who are still here are going to end up being on the 53 if they don't end up making it on the or on the practice squad instead of the 53 if they don't make it. But I want to just see the team in its completion and get excited about it. I'm ready for that. Packers have waved Ishmael Hyman. Didn't that happen like 40 hours ago? I tell you what though, with all these fire sales going on, you've got the Bears front office going in saying, this team sucks, get everybody out. You got the Vikings front office coming in saying, this team sucks, get everybody out. You got the Raiders front office coming in saying, this team sucks, everybody out. There's got to be somebody in that fire sale that you're willing to pick up for, for dirt cheap, right? I guess not. Packers are such an in-house team, which is, which is kind of cool, but you just don't get as much excitement with trading for different guys. They love their own guys. They love their own guys. And I, I guess that's, that's pretty cool. Although just about everything I've said within five seconds, something pops up. So I'm expecting three, two, one, Packers traded for nothing. Okay. I guess they do want um, kicker Ramiz Ahmed back on the practice squad, which is great. We did that last year. We carried a a kicker on the practice squad, J.J. Molson, I believe. So I I wouldn't mind hanging on to him. You know, J.J. asked in Packernet after dark, 
um, yesterday, I believe, or the day before. I don't know. But thoughts on Mason and replacing him and whatnot. You know, again, we, we just kind of brought this guy in on a whim. He comes in, he makes all his field goals, and it's like, that's cool. But, you know, I don't know if you can do that like a whole season for a whole career, like 20 years of that. I don't, I don't know if we're ready to move on from Mason yet. Fair enough. But why don't we stash him just in case? Just in case Mason maybe continues down a bad path. And while we keep him on the practice squad, we keep him in front of our special teams coordinator and keep him kicking and see what, what he thinks. Maybe it is going to be time at some point. But I'm I'm okay with that. Anyways, not surprisingly, Jack Coco has uh, made it. He's staying, sticking around. Undrafted free agent, as per usual. We always keep one, and we did again. But unfortunately, that is enough fun for me. Uh, family's home, packing the car and everything. I should probably go, you know, help with that stuff. I also probably should pack clothes for myself. <laughs> My wife is like a week out. It doesn't matter if it's one or two nights. One week out, it's like we got to get rocking. We got to prepare. As we're walking to the car, I grab some clothes, throw it in like a grocery bag. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Do it up. I'm bringing this just as an emergency anyways. I, I'll sleep in these clothes. I'll wake up. I don't got it. We're taking a trip, man. What do you want from me? But anyways, you guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I'll talk to you. I will not talk to you tomorrow. I will talk to you two days from now, whenever that is. So have a good one. And later. Later.